I'm Jacob Gottwalls, and this is Spiritual Awakening for Geeks, a show for independent spiritual explorers who seek peace of mind, better relationships, and a more meaningful life. I'm calling this episode Catching Up, because basically I'm going to be catching up with you about what's been happening with me over the last four months. Uh, This episode's going to be a little different than previous episodes because I'm not going to try to teach any concepts or new ideas or anything like that. Um, I'm just going to be catching up. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to be talking about how this podcast has been evolving, at least in my mind, over the last four months or so. I'll just mention uh, a blog post that I posted recently. I'll talk about uh, what's been happening in my personal spiritual practices, what I've been reading, and what I've been listening to. So let's start with the evolution of this podcast, how this podcast has been evolving. Mostly what's been happening with this podcast is I've been doing a lot of thinking about it, but I haven't obviously have not been uh, recording any episodes for the last four months. I've been pretty busy with work-related stuff and home-related stuff. Um, And, you know, of course, I'm busy all the time. There's always something to do. Um, And and that something has not been this this podcast for me recently, even though I've been thinking about it. Uh, I think um, this podcast is kind of it's right on the edge for me, right on the edge of um, personal and spiritual growth. It is hard for me to get myself to work on it. And I think part of that difficulty has been uh, not being sure exactly what I'm doing with it, what I want to do with it. Uh, um, As I mentioned in the last episode, um, when I started this podcast, I was basically reading my blog posts, and I was very comfortable. I've I've been very comfortable writing blog posts. That's something that I've been doing for a while. Um, I feel like I know how to do it. Um, It really kind of um, supports my need for perfectionism because I can craft a blog post forever, basically um, just making it better and better until it feels like it's ready to publish. Um, and what I found, um, I started talking about this some in the last episode, but with the, um, with these podcast episodes is that, um, uh, it's really a different medium and I can't just read my blog posts in these podcast episodes and have it work well. I mean, it works okay. Um, uh, but, um, but there's something missing for me in, um, in a podcast that is just someone reading something that's been written. Uh, I found that in the podcasts that I like to listen to, um, they're a little more spontaneous, a little bit more, uh, conversational. And, um, even though I'm, haven't been actually conversing with anyone in these podcasts and don't plan to for a while anyway, uh, I still would like them to have a more conversational kind of tone. Um, so I've been struggling with how to get there, how to, how to get there from, from where I've been at, um, which is, uh, being very comfortable with the blog posts, uh, 
And um, so the in the last episode, uh, I tried something a little different, which was just kind of um, uh, um, I I was working from a uh, blog post that I um, that I'd already published, and was just trying to kind of give the basic idea of it, kind of working from an outline rather than a script. And, um, uh, you know, that was okay, but, um, uh, but still it felt a little strange to me. Um, something still felt uh, a little off about that. So I've been thinking about, well, what do I want to do differently? And what I realized, um, over the last few days is at least where I'm at right now is I would like to be able to, um, basically compose and record one of these podcast episodes from start to finish in a weekend. I don't want to be planning them out for months <laughs> and, and I'd like to be publishing them more often. And I think if I could, uh, um, if I could record them in a weekend, that would be more fun for me. Uh, and hopefully that enjoyment would come through in um, episodes that are more enjoyable to listen to. So that's what I'm trying this weekend. Uh, I sat down yesterday and um, did a little outlining with what I want to talk about with this podcast episode. Um, and um, uh, and today I'm uh, recording it. And so we'll see how it goes. We'll see how I like it. And we'll see how you like it. Um. So I am working from an outline today. I kind of know what I want to be talking about, but it is certainly unscripted and, um, and I'm just kind of, um, uh, just kind of going with the flow here. So, uh, let's see where I'm at in my outline. Um, oh yeah. So, uh, what this means, if I continue with this way of doing my uh, podcast episodes, is if you've liked my blog posts, you're not going to be getting them, really. Uh, you're not going to be getting the uh, full impact of the blog posts in my podcast episodes, uh, because I'm not going to be reading them anymore. So, what that means is if you've, if you've liked my blog posts, uh, if you've liked the blog posts I've been reading in these episodes, you're going to have to get them a different way. Um, and there's a few different ways you can get them. Uh, you can subscribe to my newsletter. Uh, and if you subscribe to my newsletter, you'll get notified when I post, um, every time I post a new blog post. Um, or you can subscribe to my blog directly. Um, you can do um, either of those things at spiritualawakeningforgeeks.com slash connect, where you can get all kinds of information about different ways to connect with me, including getting my blog posts. But um, what if you're like me and um, you much prefer to, uh, to listen to media rather than read media? Um, then what I recommend you do if you want to listen to my, continue listening to my blog posts is uh, get an app called Voice Aloud Reader voice aloud reader, which you can get on Google Play uh, for Android. Uh, if you have an iPhone or Apple products, you'll, you're will you on your own because I don't know much about that, but I use voice aloud reader and really like it. Uh, basically, um, you can give it a, 
a playlist of um, of uh, blog posts or web pages or whatever you want it to read, and it will just go through and read them to you. Um, really easy to use and convenient. I like it a lot, and it's free, which is nice. Um, so let's see here. Um, I've also been thinking more about, um, uh, doing talks versus interviews or conversations with other people. Um, and like I mentioned in the last episode, um, I want to get more comfortable just doing talks on my own solo talks first, uh, before I start involving other people in this podcast. Um, I think, uh, in a way, it's a lot easier for me to um, uh, to do conversations with people, and uh, um, and actually, most of the podcasts that I listen to involve conversations with other people. Um, but uh, I I'd, I'd like to be able to build that skill set of being able to uh, just do a talk on my own and have it come out well, have it be enjoyable to listen to, and so I'm going to keep working on that for a while. Um, and, uh, it also suits my introverted nature. Just, I like to be able to do things independently and on my own. And, uh, so I, this is one of those things I'd like to be able to do myself. And it could be, uh, that after a while, once I feel like I'm on a roll with doing solo talks that I may start interviewing other people too. We'll see. I think this podcast will really take off for me and um, maybe for others too, as far as um, getting more listeners and that kind of thing. It'll really take off when I get to a point where I'm having fun making it and I'm starting to have some fun, but um, still like, it's still kind of like pulling teeth to get me to record these episodes. It is not easy for me to do, even though it feels good when I do it. Um, and for me, that just means that it's something I need to do. It's something that I, um, uh, I want to do and I need to do, uh, for my own growth. And, and, um, so I'm doing it. Um, and, uh, I'm having fun with this episode so far. Uh, so, uh, enough of that about where the podcast has been going and, and where, where it's going to be going. Uh, let me talk a little bit about my uh, a recent blog post that I published. Uh, I think I published it maybe a few weeks ago. Um, the post is titled, Stop Getting Indoctrinated by Your Favorite Groups. Um, and you can get it at spiritualawakeningforgeeks.com slash stopgettingindoctrinated. Um so this was, uh, it took me a long time to write that post. Uh, I think I spent about six months on it. Um, and it was kind of a, a therapeutic process for me to, um, to write and publish that post. Uh, it's kind of the final step in uh, me making sense of some uh, challenging experiences I had uh, in my involvement with the nonviolent communication community uh, in my 30s. That was um, ending about 10 years ago. Um, 
So basically what this post is about is um, it's about how we can lose our ability to think critically about groups that we're involved in uh, when we get highly involved in those groups, especially spiritual and political groups. Um, and it's about, it, so it's about how that process works, how we lose our ability to think critically uh, in these groups, and then how we can recognize that process and learn to participate in groups without becoming true believers, without losing our critical thinking ability. Um, so I think that's, um, it's a really important skill to have. I wish that I had had it back then, uh, to be able to participate in these groups without, um, without becoming a true believer. I certainly did become a true believer in nonviolent communication for a while before I came to my senses. Um, and, um, but it was a, it was a difficult process for me. Um, so I've been kind of trying to make sense of that for a long time. And, and I think, um, uh, publishing this post is, um, hopefully the final step in that process. I'm kind of getting tired of, <laughs> of writing about nonviolent communication. I mean, I've been out of that community for 10 years now. You think I'd be kind of done with it. Uh, but, um, uh, apparently I haven't been until now, so we'll see. Uh, and, um, I don't mean to be down on nonviolent communication too much. It's, it's really a, uh, um, uh, if you had to become a true believer in something, uh, that's not such a bad thing <laughs> to become a true believer in. Uh, I got a lot out of, uh, out of that community and, um, it was, um, you know, it was a positive experience as well as a challenging experience for me. Um, so, um, so anyway, um, let's see here. I also wanted to talk about, um, what's been happening in my own, um, spiritual practices these days. Uh, I, um, I continue to meditate and meditate, meditation feels like the, um, the kind of, um, foundation of my spiritual practices. But, um, uh, what's been, um, what's changed a little bit recently, um, is that I started to do a little bit more ecstatic movement or ecstatic dance. Um, and this is something I just do on my own. Uh, um, I'm not dancing with other people. I'm just putting on some music and uh, moving my body, basically. Um, um, allowing my body to move as it wants to move. Um, and uh, I find this is a really good complement to meditation. And it sounds really different than meditation. Um, it's a focus on movement rather than stillness as far as the body goes. Uh, but for me, something very similar happens, um, with my mind when I'm doing ecstatic movement, uh, compared to, um, what happens with my mind when I'm doing meditation. Uh, I, f I find myself thinking as I'm dancing, uh, and then I notice my thinking, uh, then my thinking starts to kind of, um, slow down, settle down. And, um, I also notice myself, um, doing the, 
dancing, doing the movement. Uh, and as I notice that doing, then I can kind of um, let go of the doing and just um, uh, rather than doing movement or doing dancing, my body is just moving or dancing on its own and I'm just noticing that happening. Uh, and as I shift from that doing to that noticing, um, there's, there's something positive that comes out of that. Um, I start noticing um, what feels like the, uh, you could call it energy around my body, inside and around my body. Um, and as I notice that energy, I find my, myself feeling more energized. Um, and um, uh, something good happens. That's all I can say. Uh, I really enjoy it. And um, uh, I've been doing it maybe, um, I've been doing it before bed. Um, and it, uh, I find when I do it before bed, um, I sleep so much better. Um, you know, I've, I've been medita- meditating in the evening before bed uh, for a long time, and that helps uh, me sleep for sure. Uh, but doing ecstatic movement before bed seems to have a really dramatic um, positive effect on my sleep and on my mood. Um, it's not called ecstatic for nothing. It helps me feel, um, energizes me and helps me, elevates my mood, helps me feel really good. Um, so this is something, uh, a practice I've been really grateful to have kind of discovered and been exploring. Um, I've been uh, inspired in this practice by a guy named Bradford Keeney, um, who wrote some books, uh, including, he wrote he's written a lot of books, but... Uh, two of the books I've read um, related to ecstatic movement by him are called Shaking Medicine and The Bushman Way of Tracking God, and I recommend them. Let's see here. Uh, I also wanted to talk a little bit about what I've been reading these days. Um I've been a practicing psychotherapist for about three years now, and um, in the first couple years of uh, working intensively with patients, with clients, um, I found there was a lot that I had to learn. Um, There was, uh, um, you know, I certainly, I learned the basics in school, but uh, um, as I actually encountered um, clients with particular, with various kinds of issues, um, I found that I had a lot more that I need, that I needed to learn in order to be able to help them. Uh, so I did a lot of reading about, um, psychotherapy, um, and psychology in the first, um, first couple years of my, uh, practice. Um, and then eventually I, um, in the last year or so, um, I found that I, I didn't really need to, um, to be reading quite as much, uh, psych- about psycho, psychotherapy and, uh, psychology I kind of was starting to feel like I'd learned what I needed to learn, at least for now. And, um, so that freed up some time for me to, um, to start reading other things. And, um, uh, and I was um, 
recently inspired by um, Eric Davis's podcast, which I think I mentioned in the last episode, um, Expanding Mind, um, to, uh, I, I, I realized that, um, uh, Eric, um, uh, comes from a certain perspective that is, um, uh, seems pretty informed by, uh, academia, kind of an academic, um, approach to things. And, um, uh, and I found that, um, I wanted to, to know more about, um, certain things, certain perspectives that he brought to, uh, to his podcast episodes. Um, and so I started, I decided to just start catching up on various academic disciplines that I kind of missed out on when I was in school. So, uh, I started with, um, religious studies. Uh, you think that, um, I might know something about or had studied religious studies a bit, given my, um, you know, my, uh, this project, Spiritual Awakening for Geeks, but I haven't. Um, and I found some, uh, some helpful kind of interesting things in there that I'm sure I'll be talking about in future episodes. So I did some reading about religious studies. Uh, I read some about sociology um, philosophy and, um, uh, and some about physics. Um, and I found the, um, the philosophy and sociology reading, uh, was very relevant for me. Um, I think it's relevant, uh, for anyone who, um, considers himself a a spiritual seeker or a spiritual explorer. Um, I found there's a lot of overlap between, what I would call spiritual insight, um, and, uh, philosophy, uh, that, you know, in the meditation world, sometimes, uh, I feel like philosophy is kind of put down or poo-pooed a little bit, like, um, oh, we're so much better than philosophers because, uh, you know, we're actually doing a practice, we're doing meditation, and, and, but the, um, uh, philosophers have been, um, thinking about uh, some of the things that um, we explore in meditation for a long time. And um, I think there's some uh, some useful stuff there uh, um, that I intend to explore some more. Um, and uh, then in terms of sociology, uh, a lot of um, what many of us do in our spiritual practices uh, in our spiritual life is involves groups, um, uh, practicing with other groups, uh, studying spiritual topics with other groups. And, um, sociology is basically the study of groups and what happens in groups, uh, how people relate to groups and how groups affect people. Um, really relevant and, um, interesting things to, uh, to know about if you're going to be involved in groups. Uh, you know, I, I feel like, um, in this recent blog post that I, uh, that I published, mostly it's about, um, how groups affect, um, how, how groups affect individual thinking, um, and how, um, how being in a group, um, especially particular kinds of groups, 
uh, can limit our individual ability to think clearly. Um, and these are things that, uh, that sociologists have studied. Um, and uh, so um, I definitely found some interesting, useful uh, uh, avenues to explore further in, uh, in my sociology reading. So in a way, I feel like I've been kind of um, rediscovering ideas that have been around for a long time um, that, um, that I just wasn't aware of. And um, so it's been really useful and interesting to, to be um, kind of broadening the field of, of what I'm reading and doing more exploration, and, and I intend to continue doing that. Um, I want to, uh, just mention some of the books that I've been reading. Uh, there's a, a series of introductory books on various subjects by a publisher called Dorling Kindersley Limited, otherwise known as DK. Um, and what I really like about these, they're, they're like textbooks, um, but they're not priced like textbooks. <laughs> textbooks are just kind of uh, ridiculously expensive um, these days. And uh, um, uh, so these these introductory books uh, by DK, um, uh, they're really kind of um, uh, good textbook quality books, um, but they're really inexpensive. Like on Kindle, I think they're uh, under 10 bucks. Um, and so I can highly recommend those books. Um, if you want to explore some sociology or philosophy, uh, you could check out um, the sociology book and the philosophy book. I mean, that's literally the titles of the books, the sociology book and the philosophy book. Check them out. Um, in terms of how I've been reading, like I mentioned, I much prefer to um, listen to my books than um, uh, read them. Uh, because that way I can, I can read books while I'm driving or at the gym or whatever. And uh, there's a few technologies I use to do that that you may find helpful. Um, I usually buy my books on Kindle. Um, and then uh, with my Android phone, uh, Android has a built-in feature called TalkBack. Uh, that's a, it's an accessibility feature um, that will basically read what's on the screen. It will, um, and in Kindle, it will just kind of, um, if you start it going, um, it, will, uh, it will read your whole book to you. Uh, so um, I use Kindle and TalkBack. In order to make that work, uh, your screen needs to stay on on your phone Otherwise, it stops reading. Um, so I use a, an app called Keep Screen On, <laughs> which does exactly what it says. It just keeps the screen on so that TalkBack will keep reading your book to you. And um, you have to be a little careful because if you touch your screen, <laughs> uh, it will stop reading. Um, and uh, But uh, um, so anyway, it takes a little doing to, to figure out how to make those all those things work together. Um, uh, but for me, it's really worth it. Um, because, uh, then I just, um, I get my phone to read my, all my books to me. Um, and you don't need to, um, 
even just books that don't have a, an audio uh, version, you can get, um, get your phone to read your books to you. So uh, check that out if you haven't already. Then in terms of podcasts and um, what I've been listening to, uh, I just want to mention um, a few episodes of a few different podcasts that I've listened to recently that uh, kind of st- struck a chord with me. Um, one was um, a Buddhist Geeks episode by Vincent Horn um, called Metadharma, Set and Setting. That's M-E-T-A-D-H-A-R-M-A set and setting. Um, in that episode, it's just a solo talk by him. Uh, he, um, he talks about how Buddhism has been evolving and the idea of, um, evolution, uh, in Buddhism and the evolution of Buddhism and how he would like to see Buddhism evolving. Uh, he talks about his relationship to what he calls meta narratives, I would call them ideologies, but um, uh, I guess meta narratives is another way to think about them. Uh, a meta, an example of a, of a meta narrative would be uh, Ken Wilber's integral theory. Um, this kind of um, uh, philosophical ideas about um, uh, about um, uh, how things have been evolving, where how people can evolve, where evolution is going. Uh, and um, so Vince talks about um, his relationship to mer- meta narratives, uh, where he was um, actually working with or involved with Ken Wilber's um, work with his organization um, for a while and then kind of moved away from that and how he's now. Uh, returning, I guess, to, um, uh, to that theory and finding some value in it. Um, and, uh, um, I guess he finds some, some value in that in relation to, um, uh, response to climate change and kind of, um, uh, how do we make sense of what, what's happening and, and how do we, um, uh, how do we find ideas or concepts that are actually helpful, um, in terms of, um, uh, figuring out how we respond to, uh, to climate change and other challenges like that. Um, so interesting ideas. Um, I, uh, have enjoyed, um, witnessing Vince's evolution, um, of his own thinking over the years. And, um, this seems like another step and I'm curious to see where that goes. Another episode I enjoyed um, recently was uh, an episode by um, Michael Taft in his podcast, Deconstructing Yourself. The episode is titled Chula Dasa on Meditation and Therapy. That's C-U-L-A-D-A-S-A. And uh, so Michael is interviewing this um, spiritual teacher, and uh, the, this teacher is very open about his um, experiences and his relationship um, to psychotherapy. Um, and um, and Chula Dasa talks about um, 
uh, how he views psychotherapy as pretty important um, in the context of awakening and uh, for people who are seeking awakening. And he um, gives uh, an example of that from his own life um, uh, that was pretty striking. And so um, uh, I I liked that episode a lot. Um, I liked that interview a lot, and uh, um, and I too definitely appreciate um, the importance and the value of psychotherapy. Um, I see psych- psychotherapy and meditation and um, other spiritual practices as being very compatible and um, uh, kind of. Um, helpful in different ways. And, um, I think, uh, if we, um, if we leave out one or the other, um, if we leave out psychotherapy or we leave out meditation and similar practices, um, we're kind of missing out on something, uh, something that could be important. Um, then the other, uh, the other episode I listened to recently was Eric is, um, and uh, in Eric Davis's podcast, Expanding Mind, um, the episode was called Deconstructing Yourself, and it was an interview uh, conversation with Michael Taft, um, who does the Deconstructing Yourself podcast. Uh, they talk about the origins and the evolution of the Buddhist Vipassana movement. Um, and that was um, really kind of interesting for me to... Uh, to hear them talking about this movement um, from kind of a, a semi-outside perspective. Um, I get a lot of kind of um, inside perspectives on that movement uh, because I've been a longtime Buddhist Geeks listener. Um, and uh, Vince Horn, um, uh, I think, has had a close association with that movement and uh, gives kind of an inside perspective on it. But it was nice to hear an outside perspective on it, too. Um, maybe a somewhat more um, critical uh, perspective. Um, and uh, it got me kind of thinking about my... Well, something I've been thinking about for a while is my relationship to Buddhism. Um, I'm not a Buddhist now. I don't consider myself a Buddhist. But I've certainly... Um, had a lot of uh, experiences with Buddhism, and I did consider myself a Buddhist at one point. Um, and uh, um, so, uh, so I've been thinking about, um, you know, what is my relationship to Buddhism now? Uh, I certainly, uh, um, I have some kind of relationship to it, even though I'm not a don't consider myself a Buddhist anymore. Um, and, uh, so I've been, I've been thinking about playing with the idea of, um, start starting to call myself a post Buddhist or something like that. Uh, and, um, so anyway, I'll probably have more to say on that later, but, but going back to, um, Eric Davis's conversation with Michael Taft, uh, I've kind of been on the periphery of this, uh, Vipassana movement um, for a long time. I've never been to a Vipassana retreat. Um, I've kind of explored the Vipassana movement a little bit in terms of um, uh, I've gone to um, 
uh, local sanghas now and then uh, when I was um, when I was exploring Buddhism to to check out the Vipassana movement and see if it's something I wanted to get involved in. And I never really did. <laughs> I never really did want to. Um, never felt drawn to to get uh, highly involved in it. Um, There's just something that that felt like a bit of a a mismatch for me in terms of my own interests and um, uh, what I'm drawn to. Um, I remember one um, sangha meeting I went to. Actually, my wife and I went uh, to a local. Uh, sangha, and there were a lot of people there. I mean, way more than um, at most of the other sanghas that I had visited. Uh, and my wife and I were looking for s- some kind of spiritual community that that we could participate in and feel good about. Um, and I remember saying something. I I'd kind of um, I was talking to the uh, the president or the some leader in the um, in that local sangha. Uh, and I said something about how, um, uh, I just brought up the idea of community, like my wife and I are looking for community and, um, and this looks like it could be a a really nice community or something like that. And I remember him saying something that, that was just a little off-putting for me, like, um, oh, well, community actually isn't important here, or this, this community isn't kind of what we're about here. (laughs) And, you know, I think where he was coming from was, uh, probably, uh, that the, um, the Sangha was focused on helping people with their individual practice. And, um, and I guess community wasn't a big focus for him anyway. Um, but it was something that my wife and I were looking for and, and that kind of turned us off a little bit. So, um, I, I don't know if that's representative of the, um, the larger Vipassana movement. Um, but, um, um, but anyway, um, so I never kind of landed in a Vipassana Sangha um, and uh, never really got involved. But I listened to all these podcasts and it seems to kind of dominate um, the, uh, um, at least my own kind of um, podcast consumption, spiritual podcast consumption world. I really love uh, Michael Taft's podcast and uh, Vince Horn's podcast. So I kind of um, participate as a consumer of media, even though I haven't, um, haven't been involved in the, in the community or in any particular Sangha. Um, so it was really interesting to just hear, um, uh, hear this conversation between Michael Taft and Eric Davis, two very smart guys, um, who, uh, who had a lot of interesting things to say. Um, they, um, one thing that came up in that conversation was, uh, um, a discussion of, um, what we might call achievement oriented meditation or achievement oriented spiritual practice where, um, you're trying to kind of work your way through a, uh, up a ladder or a, a system of, um, stages of, of spiritual development, um, to get to some kind of destination, um, and kind of a, a critical view of, um, of that approach, uh, which I, I found it really kind of interesting and um, refreshing to have that approach be named um, and, um, uh, and looked at from a critical perspective. 
Um, I've certainly, uh, you know, in my own book on meditation, I talk about um, various stages um, of, uh, of mindfulness and stages of insight. Uh, and there's something to be said, I think, um, there's something to be said for that, for approaching spiritual practice uh, in terms of um, developing through a system of, of stages. But there's also something to be said for spiritual practice as just an exploration of a landscape um, and uh, a kind of inner landscape where um, uh, where there are things to be explored and who's to say um, uh, whether one particular um, destination is the right one or the best one or where you where we should all try to get to. Um, one thing I've noticed about many of the people who, um, uh, who kind of describe themselves as, um, having reached some kind of spiritual destination is that I'm not really drawn to them. I, you know, that, um, uh, you know, if, um, getting to that destination means I'm going to be more like them, I'm not sure I want to get to that destination. Uh, and, um, I think there's a danger in, um, uh, in this kind of, um, hyper focus on uh, trying to get someplace, um, especially trying to get someplace that uh, is being promoted by a particular system, um, that um, um, I think it can kind of blind us to, um, to certain things. And um, again, this is, um, I'm just kind of talking off the top of my head here, but um, I'll probably have more to say about this in the future. So anyway, good conversation, highly recommended um, on Eric Davis's podcast, Expanding Mind. Uh, the episode is titled Deconstructing Yourself. So I uh, guess that's it for this episode of Spiritual Awakening for Geeks. Um, thank you for joining me, as always. Um, you can find show notes for this episode at spiritualawakeningforgeeks.com slash catching up, where you can also post your comments if you feel drawn to do that. And I um, hope you might subscribe to my newsletter to stay up to date on this podcast and other activities at Spiritual Awakening for Geeks. You can sign up for my newsletter at spiritualawakeningforgeeks.com slash newsletter. And something new uh, um, since the last uh, episode is that if you sign up for my newsletter, you'll now get a free electronic copy of my book on meditation. Uh, up until about a month ago, um, the uh, free giveaway on my website was the 2017 Annual Report <laughs> for Spiritual Awakening for Geeks, which I think may have actually repulsed people from signing up for my newsletter. It's like, no, don't send us that, you know? So, uh, anyway, I've, a few more people have signed up, uh, since I, since I changed the giveaway to this, uh, to my book on meditation. Um, so if you'd like a, a free electronic copy of that book, um, uh, go to spiritualawakeningforgeeks.com slash newsletter, and you can get it too. If you're already a subscriber to the newsletter, um, take a look at 
the um, link at the bottom of your latest um, email from me, and hopefully you'll find a, a link there that says something like uh, information for subscribers or something like that, and you can go there to get a copy of the book. If you're enjoying this show, I hope you might rate it and review it on your favorite podcast directory, and that helps the show rise higher in the ranking so other people can find it. And until next time, this is Jacob Gottwalls wishing you success in your own spiritual journey.